0: Hey, hello and welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. This week, we have Nicolette Hogzattery on the podcast, better known to everyone who knows her as Coach Nick. Nick owns 212 Degrees Personal Training, that's 212.degreept on Instagram. We've known each other for more than a year, and the impetus for me reaching out was Nick basically building her own gym and taking a next big step in business ownership. She also has an amazing comeback story that started, I believe, back in 2016, going from a pro athlete and a battle ready soldier to struggling to even be able to get out of bed. We touch on that a bit. I strongly suggest following Nick on Instagram, reaching out, and I think you're going to like this conversation. We have Coach Nick on the Feel Strong Fitness podcast. Nicolette Hogg-Zattery, welcome to the Feel Strong Podcast.
1: Thanks, Justin. It's an honor to be here.
0: I'm excited to have you here. This has been, I feel like it's been a long time coming, not just because we uh, mostly, on my end, had to reschedule a bunch of times to make this thing work, but we've known each other for more than a year at this point, right? You started Active Life in June of 22, is that correct?
1: Yeah, I signed up in, uh, I think it was like June 21st of 2022, so I'm just over my, I guess, year and a bit mark um so yeah we have known each other for a year and i would say um even just from when i started to our really like the relationship that we have now has grown because of our communication even has yeah. um, been solidified through the training that active life provides and the consistency in i see you often on the calls so i appreciate that for sure
0: yeah 100 percent. and what the the impetus or what what finally got off my butt to get you on the podcast because i do think it's been a long time coming is you put up something it was either instagram or in the slack channel but of you signing the main beam on what is Mm. what is in the process of becoming your new space you're sitting uh, for people who don't have video most of them don't uh you're you're sitting there right now and there's exposed wood beams everywhere but you're building your new space as we speak
1: yes yeah i am uh in the process of of expanding my gym i'm getting uh probably three times the square footage and this, the goal with that is to allow for a more semi-private sessions. Like um, I guess they'd be a send in the active life model where you get to allow clients who have graduated through the first half of the programming or through their first, I call it their initial assessment phase. Once they graduate through that, they have the option to move into semi-private and the goal yeah. is to really um start pushing that because it's a great way to help their clients still achieve their goals. And they obviously have, a shared level of communication with you and expectations that it's pretty consistent that they can do it on their own, but it creates the space for them to do it on their own and have that community like that like-minded community of individuals working together is money. And I don't mean money, like, yes, I mean money, but I also mean money for them in their health and fitness goals, money for them in building a community and money for them in growth and development. Like it is, I don't think you can put a dollar value on the type of community that you can do, through working together like that. I think it was maybe Aristotle who said, you can talk to a man for an hour and learn something about him, but if you play with him for an hour, you'll know about his entire life. And I appreciate that when you get clients in an, in an environment where they're allowed to play and feel safe to play, it becomes like its own monster. And I wouldn't even tame that thing. I would just let it run because that is fire. Like that is unbelievable for clients to experience that type of camaraderie yet not even working out together
0: and that's the often when people talk about um the magic of a group class or the community found in like a group class facility that's what they're talking about that feeling of they're doing something and they can they can just sense that this person who's kind of their workout friend right they maybe don't even know them outside the four walls of the facility they're in but they're friendly and an environment has been created that is conducive to this very supportive culture where everyone is working on their own thing. Everyone notices and can support individual wins, even if they have nothing to do with each other. Even if Absolutely. person A is chasing a heavier back squat and person B is working on getting up out of a chair with some stability.
1: It it really, it's a, uh, you can't like. I played team sports my whole life growing up. I was in the Canadian army and there's just something about camaraderie that you, it's like the same as momentum. You can't put a, can't put your finger on it, but you can feel it. And when it shifts, it is unbelievable. The amount of impact that that tiny feeling can, can snowball into and being able to offer that to clients while they achieve their own goals is a missing link. I think in the health and fitness industry, like there's group fitness and then there's private training group fitness is everybody does the same thing and private training is so specific and niche that it is, I don't want to say unachievable for some, for some populations, but it is, it's expensive and it might be unrealistic. So it kind of creates a space that is a landing for in between. And um, after clients graduate through the initial assessment phase, because the communication is the same, it is not so much. I don't want to say not so much about the workout because that's obviously an important part but it is more about like how this is going to help them feel and move better outside of the gym. And that is the like secret sauce chef's kiss.
0: Yeah, I agree. We say all the time that the, you know, the technical know-how to create the perfect program is just base level for coaching. Like, Mm. yeah. And that is often what coaches are chasing with more education and programs and certifications is like one more tool in the toolbox, one more tool in the toolbox. And yes, you need, all the tools in the toolbox you need to know know how to do a bunch of stuff that isn't the secret though like Mm -mm. the most perfect program without great communication and culture and implementation isn't going to go anywhere and we've all seen coaches who have like eh, okay programs but care deeply can communicate can form relationships can uh, create that environment where people feel supported and successful and those people do better than the people following the allegedly perfect program with a robot who isn't looking up from their spreadsheet while things are happening
1: totally I, it is i um they're saying that ai is like replacing a lot of jobs and one of the questions that came up in a podcast was as a as a coach are you concerned because like it's really easy now just to, and i said absolutely zero percent that has a niche those people will do that i would be somebody who would pay ai to do that because i don't like I'm good working out in the gym. For the most part, I just need someone to give me direction because I do this all day. So when it comes to my workout, you're like, I don't know what I want to do. So I, I feel like maybe like there's a 2% population that would invest in that and it be successful. I think it will continue to drive our industry up because people will want the personal touch. People want the care. They want the community. They they want the camaraderie. They want the success together. It, like We are not meant to be an island. So I think that AI will honestly make our job, and the industry, and the health and fitness industry, become more of a like a more of a need than it already is, and to continue to push us to provide better services.
0: Is that totally. was that part of the impetus for expanding your space is being able to provide this to more people, or because it's it's a big, scary, expensive step you've taken?
1: Um, yeah, I outgrew my space probably five years ago, and I just didn't really know what to do with it. So I've been doing this like up and down, up and down. Full roster, no full roster, trying different kind of business models. And um, I wasn't able to scale. Like I had no idea even what that looked like. I do now. I have a much better idea of what that looks like. And the goal is to scale. So the, the process of the new gym is to be able to offer more space for more clients to come at one time. And to eventually, this is where I'm, this is my growth right now is to bring on a secondary coach. And even if they do just the Ascend or the semi-private sessions, um, not just, but have them start there uh, to help them help them get more comfortable with training. Because I think that the goal for me would be to do the one-on-one privates, set the clients up to move into semi-private, and then have a second coach help facilitate those semi-private sessions. Um, and then as the clients graduate from semi-private, if they would like to go into a remote or a hybrid setting, then they can have two kind of coaches to pick and choose from as to who they would prefer to move forward with. Mm -hmm. So it it is about helping more people and developing a little bit more of a bigger community. Personally, I think I would still like to make a little bit more money. Um, So the opportunity there is um, captivating in a way. Like, like I said to you before, I think what I think is possible is one tenth of what is really possible. And that sets me on fire to just explore it and see where it goes so this the bigger space the giant step is uh solely it was a solely a business decision to to allow for more growth in my company
0: and that's we were talking before you hit the record button about this a little bit and i think it's a really interesting topic where as you said before you've been doing this on your own for are we are we 10 years as a solo yeah Yeah. so uh really significantly has it been 200 i didn't say that part uh nick is 212 degree personal training has it been 212 degree the entire time yes sir and through that to and i have had some of this myself i think to an outside observer it would have appeared that you were incredibly successful this is what you know i'm i hope i get to be nick when i grow up years ago because you as you just described like your book was completely full and there's no other space there's at least no other space you're willing to create sometimes even creating space that you didn't really want to create to help serve people and cram more people in because and i I think a lot of coaches have run into this a lot of people have run into this where they see someone who needs help and like well i i could definitely solve this problem and Mm -hmm. this person is asking for my help so i'm gonna find a way to put it in even if that means oh i said i wasn't gonna give away this family time, or I wasn't going to give away this alone time, or this is my continuing education time, or this is my Mm -hmm. relaxing time, and suddenly you're just, you know, burning the candle down hard every day, to all outside observers, like, killing it. What, what, What more could you want? And you're saying, well, actually, I want to take some people, I want to kick some people out and maybe change how I format this, because my definition of success is actually evolving as I evolve.
1: Oh, hugely! That's a great way of saying it, Justin. It was, I think, before like having a roster full was the level of success. Like, I used to work at a big box gym. I used to work for Good Life Fitness, and they used to give you a bonus if you trained a certain number of hours a month. So if you hit a certain number of hours a month, they would add a dollar to every session that you did. So it was incentive to train more. And um, they used to give you obviously commission sales for selling, and they would pay you more money to do like a consult almost than a session because of their need for that continuous constant growth so at at some point my struggle with that is they forget the client the client just becomes a number and it becomes like well how many sessions can this trainer bump out i remember we used to celebrate one of our coaches used to do 156 hours in a month of training that's insane like and i remember i'd watch some of his sessions and he would be laying on the mat beside his client almost sleeping because he worked fucking 12 hours the day before and you're like oh my god they're paying him the same amount that they're paying me and i'm like standing at attention like t- touching the client's butt so they get that kind of stimulus and that activation of the cueing and he's having a nap and i just remember thinking like first of all the fitness industry needs to do better and second of all like why am i jumping so hard to achieve those many hours when so is he and the service level is like moon and sun indifference and uh, it was that moment that I was like, you know what, I'm gonna start my own thing. And uh I've had the full roster, I've done it all, and just have consistently hit that point. That's like if, are you right? I think most of my people look at my business and think I'm very successful, and I agree, but I also am like, well, eh, you know, there's room for more. And um I I don't know, Justin. That's a that's a good point because it is it is like a consistent. Right, people. People would look at me and think I'm very successful.
0: Yeah, 100%. And when you, when I first met you, you're like, Oh yeah, I have my own business and I'm pretty much full and I'm doing one-on-one and small group training, and here's the systems I already have set up and here's the, here's everything I'm doing. And I was like, Oh, so Nick just needs like a little like orthopedic skill education and she's gonna go off and keep doing her own thing, which is a perfectly valid reason to do this thing, but like, oh yeah, like like all set, all ready to go. And but you've continued to involve evolve that that goal so i this is a big question I didn't prepare you for, it, but what would success be for you now because we we've hit that and understanding that it's probably not done, right like whatever yeah. you say now, even if if you define success now, get there within the next year, five years from now, your answer is probably gonna be very different
1: you're right I think success now would be for my company to make the same money that I am, but for me to work less. I think that's uh that is a big question, but I think it's been brewing. Cause I, like we talked about before hit record and have talked about my roster's full, mm-hmm. but I'm exhausted. Like I, I can't take another client. I just get weekends off. And by Monday, I'm sure people can resonate. I start to get that like dread on Sunday night that I have to go back to work and I never want, that's part of the reason I started my own company is so I didn't have that feeling. And it, there's days it comes and flows, like whatever life throws curveballs at you. But I don't want to feel that consistently. Like I love training. I don't love training 40 hours a week. I don't love training yeah. 35 hours, like 22 and I'm pretty cooked. Yeah. So how can I have a roster full of clients that's saying 30, 35 hours? I only work 22 and we still help that many people change their lives. The only solution for me is to bring on another coach and to alleviate some of that burning the candle at both ends that I feel. And I do know having done active life now and well, I'm almost done, but having almost graduated active life, understand that in order for my business to continue to be the business that I can envision successfully. See, I need to step away from coaching. There it not fully, but to some extent that there is someone who is growing the business, somebody who's finding more clients, somebody who is continuously driving the ship forward. um, And, where I burn the candle at both ends is I love doing, trying to do both and clients, the current roster always takes precedence over finding new clients. So it kind of becomes this very uneven um, level that I just, and I like I'll get to level and then I'll take on a couple of clients yep. and it, it, and it it's cyclical both ways, right? Like you could lose a couple of clients and then be pushing hard for marketing, but it, it does seem to be that like get roster full, forget to work on the business and then work on the business a little bit and then get the roster full again and then forget to work on the business. And I would just like to have more consistency in that. So it was a bit more predictable as well.
0: Uh, that yes. makes perfect sense. And it's also, this is, it's also something that I've, I've strongly thought about in the past for exactly what you're saying, especially early in early days of feel strong existing, I would meet with people and, and the question would be like, well, okay, how do you scale that? Cause I would tell them what I'm doing. I'm only doing super one on one, super individualized. Everything is custom. Everything is built from the ground up. This is how we're doing it. And they're like, Well, how do you scale that? I said, you don't. Like it's gonna be a diamond that people are gonna fight over. I'm like, right. huh, okay, buddy. And and then they would go off and try and sell someone else their you know, how you make fifty K in a month coaching people. And that's fine. Like if that's the kind of business you wanna run, totally cool. It's the way I have set up, it would be impossible to do without building four more Justins and having them also going both online and in person and supporting all of that. Even with one, now you're talking about shifting, and it's a big shift from coach to employer. And, mm-hmm. it's, it's, and it's even, I get to talk to a lot of gym owners as well as coaches in my role with Active Life. The, a great gym owner, a very successful gym owner, is someone who is really excited, To support and develop their staff. Mm -hmm. A less successful gym owner is insistent that they always be the best coach in the room and they're the only one who has the answers to certain questions. And their staff are like, you know, pretty good and they like to have some people, but man, people just aren't dependable. You know what I mean? Like, you just can't find good people. And then you dig into it and you find that they're actually not supporting and not developing and not paying very well and all of the, you know, treating people in a way they would never stand to be treated you're like oh well i think i figured out why your thing isn't working and that's why i have shied away from even considering really bringing someone on to feel strong because i'm like oh i don't know if i could i don't know if i could do it i don't know if i could like the the kind of person i want either has to be you know someone like yourself who i already know right Mm -hmm. and who is just hanging around and something happens or they're like hey philadelphia
1: right (laughs) yeah
0: yeah exactly um or elsewhere, but it's suddenly like, hey, I want to take all of my skills and know-how and do something else. But inevitably those people are already doing their own thing or doing something relatively successful. So it's it's a real challenge. How have you how much thought have you put into where you even go about finding this person?
1: That's been honestly probably the hold up, and I do think a part of it is me getting in my way, especially after taking active life and knowing what a gourmet burger looks like. Um yeah. I, before it would have been like, oh, I can go to the local college, pick somebody who's just graduated from one of our personal trainer or PT programs and start working with them. Uh, That doesn't, I've never tried it. And I haven't tried it because I feel like it's not going to work. And that could be me putting the cart in front of the horse. But I think that being a wonderful thing about being a business owner is you only really have to do stuff that you don't like if you need to. And I don't need to find other people that way. And I don't want, Like, I can't imagine me standing outside the local college with like a pamphlet. Do you right. want a job? Do you want a job? Like it seems okay. counterintuitive. So I ended up leaning on Caitlin, my mentor for it a bit. And he said, well, he gave me some things to work on. And then obviously the number one thing, and I can't believe it takes me that long to think about it was that our values need to be in alignment. And I was like, oh my God, why did why did it take me so long to think about that? And just walking up to some kid at Mount Royal is not going to mean our values are in alignment. So I've started to lean on the people I know in my life a little bit more to see if there are because I like if you're already in my life, we are some of our values probably align. And um, my partner just graduated from nutrition school. And one of her people in her class is very interested in becoming a coach. And um, that sounds like a good avenue to go and see kind of how it goes. Cause our, we like, I already know her, like you said, it makes it easier if you already know the person. So I already know her. we have a great mutual connection and I know that her goals in life are directed in the health and fitness realm. So we already have some things that work there. I will have to do a little bit more deepening and digging deep into her core values. Um, but the thing that I appreciate about it is that it's almost like a malleable, like she's clay and we get the opportunity to kind of, Work together to mold her to be who she wants to be in a coach, with the support of the education that I've learned through Active Life. Right. I also have thought about what it would look like to possibly invest in somebody to show them that 212 is committed to them, and that would be to invest in to pay for them to do the ALP program. Yeah. Some something along those lines. Um, my concern, obviously, becomes that that you pay for this person to do that, and then they go somewhere else. Um, but a a positive of that is that at least I know there's another professional in Calgary that is offering the type of service and the, the problem solving skills as coaches that we have. So it's it's a win-win. I tell myself it's a win-win. Um, I, other than that, Justin, I have no idea. I've thought about like reaching out to the active life community. Nobody lives in Calgary. Nobody's the closest person to me is Esther and she lives in Lethbridge and her and her husband have a farm. So I'm just going to like ask them to leave their farm so she can move to Calgary to like, I'm, I'm not sure. So outside of kind of like mutual connections, I wouldn't even know how to go about that. Have you tried any avenues?
0: No, because I decided I wasn't going to do it because I, I I think I got a lot of clarity around what it would require. And especially because until recently I was in somebody else's gym, right? Like I don't have a space. I'm always Mm -hmm. in someone else's thing and recognizing that no matter how much I think that place is really solid in cement, it could always just drop out from underneath me, as has been recently proven to be true. Um, I don't want to catch anyone else up in that. I'm very good at pivoting and doing my own thing, but there's also uh, you know, a certain level of responsibility whenever I have people on my mm-hmm. team. Uh, in any, when I'm in any kind of leadership position, I take it really seriously. It occurs to me now, we're not going to say any names, but I mentioned to you before the recording I have someone in Calgary who's interested in this kind of thing, and we should definitely at least put you two in contact with each other. Absolutely. They're very interested. I don't know. We can talk more about it. I don't know if it'll work because of a bunch of reasons in transitioning and stuff like that, um, but even more reasons for you two to at least have a conversation and meet each other.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It would be nice to just talk. Anything anything to do in that direction. Like, I have developed some relationships with, due to the Active Life community, and, and um, a couple of us meet. Kind of weekly or bi weekly to just do check ins with each other. And what I noticed in that group of people is that I tend to be a little bit more of a leader, likely because of my 10 years of experience. And that tickles me pink, actually, is to go into that room and be able to share some of my street skills of doing this for 10 years or, hey, you know what, that's a great idea. Have you tried this? Or, wow, I didn't even think about that. Like it is a room full of like minded individuals sharing ideas. But I do find that I tend to be one of the ones that um, maybe directs the du- the direction of the conversation or takes lead in it. And I think you mentioned it earlier. I can't, I, 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 and I think you said it for you, but like, I couldn't imagine leaving somebody like, I wouldn't even know where to start. And I was saying that specifically to one of the people in my active life community. And she looked at me like I was from Mars. She's like, you have been nothing but helpful for me. And it was almost like a little bit of a, a stutter step because not only do I love helping other coaches, I, also, I'm pretty good at it, and I love doing it, so yeah. I think that part of stepping away from coaching clients will be to coach another coach
0: yeah hundred yeah. percent and it's it yeah. I think we're very similar in this respect, so I'm going to tell you I've always felt this way, even in another career, because I've felt that i'm i very little comes naturally to me. I'm actually not naturally particularly adept at anything. But I will slam my head against a wall. I think nothing of like, oh, I need to figure out this software program. Okay, I'm going to stay in a room for three days and watch every YouTube tutorial and try every version of it until I figure out how to make it happen. I think like it's nothing to do. I'll just do 48 hours of nonstop futzing with it to make sure it works. And <laughs> then when I figure it out and someone says, hey, I want to learn these things. Can I show you like the five things I wish I had known? Because all I mm-hmm. want to do is save you time and having that. Experience, especially just having those reps in of having your own business and dealing with so many clients in both a one-on-one and small group, you've just you've inevitably made a ton of mistakes and Mm -hmm. had enough humility to learn from them and see them as opportunities. Say, oh, well that that happened. Um, I wish it didn't happen that way, but now I know I'm never going to do it that way again. What could I? Mm -hmm. What do I have to rebuild to make sure it doesn't happen that way? What do I have to? In some ways, exactly what you're doing now. Like oh, things are too full, and there's not room, and this experience isn't what I want it to be. Looks like I have to triple the size of my space. Mm-hmm. Okay, that that's you know we 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 hit this ceiling. We thought it was success, and like actually this isn't this isn't working the way I want it to anymore. And being able to reach behind you and reach down and help pull people up is very gratifying, partly because you know some of the pain you're saving them from.
1: Right, totally. That's a great way of saying it. I agree, Justin, hugely. You're like, Oh, can I make a suggestion here? Try this. And that it is, it is like a, uh, a huge benefit. Yep. So I can see when I think about it like that, I can't, like, I can't wait to share my knowledge. So I am as much as I'm super apprehensive about bringing on another coach, I think, cause, and you resonate, this is my baby. This is like my RSP. I think in the States it's called a 401k. Like this is my everything. So to just like, Full, not flippantly but like to leave that on the shoulders yeah. of someone else feels very uh like i can feel my heart rate raising right now thinking yeah. about it yep um so i but i also feel my heart rate raising about the thought of like having a coach that comes to you after a session being like oh my god that idea you gave me holy shit and you're like yes high five tell me and then the client gets the success like that tickles me just as pink so i think it's going to be like like i said the the Ooh, this is too much. And you got this yep. conversations consistently. And, and if there's one thing and I say it to all the people I talk to in active life is bet on you. Like if I had a million dollars, I'm going to put it on Nicolette, not on the guy beside me, not, I'm going to put it on Nicolette because that, that'd never be a bad bet.
0: A hundred percent.
1: Yeah. So I'm just going to bet on me and, and aim for the best. <laughs> and,
0: and also recognizing when you help other people, cause I've had this a number of times if they are value aligned, things are going to work out pretty well. And recognizing that, yes, like if you bring some on and they're totally value aligned, there's a decent chance you're going to train them. They're going to be incredible for a number of years. And then they're going to say, wait a minute, why don't I just do this on my own? And there's lots of, because I've talked to them, both coaches and gym owners out there with a real scarcity mindset. Like, well, why would I ever invest in this person if they're just going to leave in four years? And my response is always, okay, great. What happens if you don't do it? Because right now you're in a, you've told me your position is untenable. You know that this is the thing you want to pursue. You found someone who's completely value aligned and that's the hardest part. And now you're hesitant to invest in them because they might find even more success in the future. And then you could be like, oh, look, I created another incredible success, but now I know how to do it even better. So the next person that comes in, they're actually going to get a better ride than the first person. And and. If that doesn't stir a fire in you, then maybe you don't want to be an employer and a and a gym owner in that way, which is also fine. But if that doesn't light your fire, then I you know I would I would strongly hesitate from doing it halfway because doing it halfway yeah. would mean that no one's going to end up happy.
1: Totally. I will say that does light my fire, so clearly I'm in the right direction. Of
0: course. I wouldn't have yeah, even started if I didn't think it was going to work for you. <laughs>
1: No, I I I am I'm very excited for the next step. Like I, um, actually, I just started ordering some gym equipment, so I'm on this like it's starting to come in a little bit, trickle in as I've Mm -hmm. ordered it. So I just get more and more excited about it, and um, I like learning about it. Like some of it is like I'm using the Anchor core systems
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and it has like an instruction manual. So I was like, Oh my gosh. And just like sitting down and learning about it is enjoyable. And then getting to share that, like I started using one of them with my clients. We took like 10 minutes to educate them on how the system works. So they get the best out of it. So they don't break it. So it's clear. They understand all the mechanics. What happens if this happens and teaching just tickles me pink like that. So I, yeah, even the beginning sessions of training, like the first three to six sessions, I tell my clients are pretty much education based. Um, we'll do some things. We'll do our CO2 tolerance, flexibility, mobility, maybe do a couple strength tests to see depending on your training age. Um, but the most part is, is learning and the education. And I just love that part of it. So I think that I will be very excited to bring on another coach. And I think you hit it. Like you said, I was nervous. Like you said, the scarcity mindset I was nervous. Like, well, what happens if this person leaves? And then in my head, I was like, there can never be enough ALPs in this world. Like if the, I heard somewhere that the health and fitness industry in North America alone last year was worth like $7.8 billion, Mm -hmm. yet 92% of people are in a perpetual cycle of weight loss. So what are we doing wrong? And like, how can we adjust this? And having more people like us that are uh, gourmet burgers is definitely never a loss, ever.
0: Exactly. Like the market is so far from saturated with very high quality work that I'm, unconcerned about that now i i, I have to ask because i know a bunch of coaches ears just perked up out because you talked about ordering equipment for your space do you know do you know and would you be willing to give any insight as to what the layout of the new space is going to be
1: oh yeah um so i bought a i work in a private boutique most of my clients come to me i currently change train my clients out of my gym or my garage obviously it's a gym and i am moving it into the basement of my new house so it is the gym space will be 600 square literally like a square foot um 600 square feet and has 11 foot ceilings in the basement so there's really no limit cool to what's accessible yeah it's pretty cool um i'm using prx performance um for all my gym equipment the main thing that i've learned in owning a gym is floor space is money like you can shove it with as much equipment as you want. And that's awesome if that's your mandate behind your gym. But I, in my, in my training and in my lifestyle, and the way that I train my clients is you have to be able to move your body. And um, a chest press machine doesn't really teach you how to move your body. It has its place. There's nothing wrong with it. That is not my mandate in my business. So my goal was as much floor space as possible. So I got the Purex performance racks because they go up on the wall. I got the anchor systems because they attach to the squat rack. All of the perform, PRX performance equipment is stored on the wall. Um, so it's uh, my goal is, is to keep the floor space as open as possible. I'm hoping to bring in, uh, I have a friend who's like my best friend in the world. She teaches yoga. So if the space is open enough and we can move the racks, I'm hoping to bring her in every Saturday to offer yoga to my clients. Um, I would say one of my main mandates in business is to take care of the people who are already taking care of you and the rest will just come naturally. So my clients, I would say get like weekly newsletters, constant updates, um, it's it's all I would say internal. And um, in that it will be easy to help build the business and like I'm bringing along the journey of buying the gym equipment, showing them pictures of it. I let them all vote on which color of squat racks they thought would be best. And um, just like including them and keeping it in house. What else? Oh, I uh, because PRX screws into the walls, I've paid the company that's doing my gym to reinforce the entire, like the entire inside wall. So that way I can screw equipment wherever I want. It's not just like I got to find a stud or we can't do it over there. The wall is so reinforced that it doesn't particularly matter. And then each squat rack on the wall will have a, like it'll be framed out in like a plywood. So you like walk in, there'll be drywall in between the squat racks to kind of make it still individual. So when you are doing a private session, and maybe there's another coach doing another private session. It's very distinctively two different sessions going on. And then when we do semi-private, the most I do in a semi-private session is three clients. Um, they each have their own squat rack or their own complete accessibility to equipment. So they don't have to lean on each other. You can put your headphones in if you wanted to and work out alone and still be coached. Um, what else did I buy? Power rocks? I bought it all. Everything that I possibly could from PRX pretty much I purchased. <laughs>
0: And for people listening, I think it's important to point out that that is a very high level of caring about equipment. It's a very high level of caring about logistics and a very high level of caring about experience, including the experience of moving out of one place into another in the transition. Because right now you're you're renting space in another facility to train your current clients, right, as this is yeah, under construction.
1: I, yeah, I'm, I essentially rented space for my brother-in-law. I turned his garage into my new gym for the time being. So lovely, that's nice of them. I kicked them out of their garage, but it's been working.
0: <laughs> but I think a lot of coaches and gym owners would hear that. And that would be scary. Like, oh, we're going to move people into this new facility. Like, what if they hate it? What if they leave? What are we going to do? What we'll, we'll just tell them that it, it won't be very long and try and shore up that. And you're getting them excited about the process. Hey, guess totally. what? We're building something awesome. Check it out. What color do you think this should be? Okay. And at the same time, looking to the future. Reinforcing all these walls, recognizing like whatever my plan is now, other plans are going to happen. So even though we're we're taking a ton of time caring about the layout and the client experience and how people will interact with each other and how the space will play when there's one, two, three more people and even multiple coaches, but also giving yourself the flexibility for the future, saying, "Well, we could also change all of this in two years," and we're building a space where that's possible. And that's that's a multi-prong approach that most people don't realize they need to take until everything's already been done
1: Mm -hmm. i would say this is not my first facility so because this is my second time doing this like i built Mm -hmm. my garage once when i built my garage the first time i could only do half of it i only had enough funds at the time for half of the gym and then two years later i was able to finish the two-car garage to be the full gym and then i added in certain things over the years like um in our in our winter seasons it's very cold here so people don't go outside so we we miss a lot of sun so i added specific vitamin d lights into my gym so my clients were in my facility for an hour they got their vitamin d so you would be in there would be different so i'm having those lights placed into the new facility as well because the my clients love it some of them just come and stand in it for like a couple minutes first thing in the morning to like wake themselves up um And all of that, you're right, has been done through You say it very eloquently. I will say that, Justin. I'm like, you're right. I did do all this. Meanwhile, in my head, I'm like, okay, well, this works. But it is a process even like I've soundproofed. I soundproofed the roof in the new house Mm -hmm. because of the 11-foot ceilings. That thing is going to fucking echo. And if people come upstairs, I don't really care if my clients hear people coming into the house. But the goal is to have it be like you enter 212 and it not be like, oh, this is still Nick's house where it has been. Now, like when I've been training because it was in my garage, if they needed to use the washroom, they had to go like up into my public house. Whereas now the new facility has its own bathroom and it's a change room. So even just creating more of that, like as, as much as we can in that, in that space. And you're, I have included all of my clients in this. Um, it was scary in the beginning to tell them that I was moving and that I would be have this interim facility and I'm not hundred percent sure how long we'll be here uh depends on how long it takes the X place it's been a little bit of um hullabaloo but i think and i'm very i'm a very personal person so i couldn't even hide it from my clients if i wanted to because when the gym price came back $10,000 more than i thought it was going to be i couldn't help but like cry and i had a session she's like why are you crying is it cuz the gym is really expensive like i couldn't even hide it from her um and they're i love it cuz they all offer some level of solution which is beautiful but even just their support, like well, how what do you want to do uh including them in it feels like you have like your own little team of cheerleaders and people who want nothing but the best for you and one of my clients said the other day when I showed her a piece of the new equipment, she said, "Oh my God, I cannot wait for the new facility, and that meant to me that they are probably just as excited about it as I am, so the more I can continue to include them, the more they will continue to be as excited about it and uh, I'm using that almost as in a way of like internal marketing as in like, well, now I have more space. So that friend that you've been wanting to bring it's applicable now. So yeah. I, I think the, the best thing I can do is share that journey with them. Hot, the hiccups and everything, including when I came out, was like <laughs> $10,000 more. I got to take out a loan. <laughs> so say lovey. It is what it is, but I appreciate that they are doing nothing but being supportive in
0: it. Well, and it's, it, it's easier for them to do that because you are being and have been transparent and upfront and just telling the truth all the time, and that doesn't mean for coaches listening transparent doesn't mean people have to know every last thing about your life. I share a lot yeah. about my life, there's stuff nobody knows, and that's yes. on purpose, and that's because that's mine. but when you share I'm in the middle, I don't know exactly when this is going up, but i'm I'm about a week out of my last gym closing, and I me mean, suddenly you know getting 6 days notice that i was about to be unemployed and i've been like just documenting the whole thing it's like i bet this will be useful to somebody and i've had both clients get excited about it i've had people reach out and ask if they can become clients again and i've had coaches and gym owners reach out and be like hey i'm thinking about something similar come out can i talk to you about what it feels like to do this I like yeah absolutely completely and you showing up in that very transparent honest way you know if if someone runs into that and they they significantly dislike it or it doesn't work for them that's probably a good marker that the relationship isn't going to work anyway so better to find out now than go yep. through a bunch a couple months of heartbreak and have them you know poison the well in the new place but yeah. all of these other people are exactly the kind of people you want along for the journey and also that mindset is someone who is going to be able to get the maximum results from working with a person like you in a space like you're creating
1: yes absolutely yeah it's the, um i love it
0: and i think oh, can see. everything oh, you ahead. just described it's obvious that you're building something very unique and very special just thinking back to what you're talking about ai taking over you know i bet very few people listening to this even in your area have thought about installing vitamin d lights in their gym and i oh, bet absolutely. some people are now on the internet seeing what it would take to install vitamin d lights in their gym it's like what else could i what else could i do to make this really incredible? Like. When someone walks in, what will just be amazing? And sometimes those, you know, I make that list every once in a while. If someone were to pay me $10,000 a week to train them, what would that experience be like? And you make the list of, you make the whole list, everything you can imagine. And then you break it up. Well, what are things that cost basically no money and no time? We start doing those things immediately. We start doing those yeah. things today. What are things that take some money and some time? That becomes my to do list. And the things that cost tons of money and tons of time, Those are things that are probably never going to happen, but maybe I can find a way to do a version of that that fits in the other two Mm -hmm. columns. And then you start moving forward from that within your own boundaries and all of that. But what you're, what you are creating and continue to create is just incredibly impressive.
1: Thanks, Justin. I appreciate that. That's i I'm excited to like, I I don't want to say I couldn't have done it without active life, but they, that they help give me a North star. I would say, and you can use this as a, as a thing to help potentially bring in more clients for active life is I felt a little bit lost. Like I was a good coach. I've been a good coach. I've been doing it for 10 years. I've had a relatively full roster. I've had a relatively scarce roster. I've done group training. I've done boot camps like where I run it out of another facility. I've done some form of remote programming. Like I've touched it all and none of it has landed in a way that active life landed. And I feel like it really helped kind of align my stars for me. and. um Give me a a north a north star like it. I've always known I've wanted to do health and fitness ever since I left the military, and um, kind of just fell into it that way. Like like I played pro hockey, I traveled the world playing hockey, so health and fitness has been a part of my life since the word go. But I didn't know how badly I wanted to help people until I started training people, and then I didn't know how badly I needed help helping people until I joined Active Life. I would say, and now. Like, I feel like it is an endless possibility for me in all aspects. Like continuing to work with active life. I, I, I talk to Kaylin frequently. I'm like, Hey, you guys looking for another mentor? Like anytime those things come up, I'm like, Ooh, Ooh, Ooh. So, um, uh, anything to just keep doing that because yes, I've been super successful in 10 years of business. And thank you for that. Cause sometimes I look back and I'm like, Oh my God, you just won it and landed. Right. Um, but another side of that is now moving forward. I'm calling this 212 version two, and I'm going to have a little bit more control and direction and incentive and purpose behind my movements. It felt before as if it was just, I don't want to say fun because it was fun, but it was, I want to help people and I don't want to do it at another gym. And that's kind of yeah. how I started my company. And now it's like, well, I want to help people. I'm very good at helping people and I want to help somebody else help other people and create a space for those people to find camaraderie together. And I think that Active Life has really helped make that dream more clear for me.
0: And just to say it out loud, you've also been a tremendous resource to myself and many other people along the way, which is inevitably how any good kind of community collective thing ends up working out. But uh, I'm 100% sure that people listening to this are going to want to, at least some of them, are going to want to get in touch with you and either ask about working with you or talking to you about mentorship or something like that. Mm-hmm. So lay it on them, plug all the things. Where should people go to find? It?
1: Um I use probably Instagram and my website the most. Um my Instagram's two one two degreept.com. And that is the best way to get a hold of me. I could give you my cell phone number, but I don't know if I want to put that out there on the World Wide Web. Let's not put
0: it on the recording. If you want to DM <laughs> Nick, and that's how you to you uh, choose to communicate with someone, then we'll do that. We we will cool. put your Instagram in the show notes. We will not be putting your cell phone in the show notes.
1: Perfect. Um, and I'm down. I I one of my one of my core values in the last on the Fridays call last Friday they talked about core values in the Active Life community call, and it made me sit down and readdress one of my one of my um, core values. And originally, I had like attitude as one of them, as in like, you can choose your attitude, you can a hundred percent choose the attitude that you walk into the day with. And I, I really agree with that, but it's changed to more of a growth. So in that, like, even when you said, like if somebody's looking for mentorship, I just want to help people grow and grow with you. And I think that that, that endless pursuit of growth uh, will essentially like the sky's the limit.
0: And it's it's served you. And I think it's only going to continue to serve you well and make other clients and other coaches even better.
1: Thanks Justin. I, uh, I appreciate that. I didn't know I was going to feel flattery at the end of this calls. I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> uh,
0: my job's really that. easy. I just tell the truth all the time.
1: Hey, yeah, that is nice. I like that.
0: Uh Nick, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a real pleasure.
1: Thanks Justin. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Feel Strong Fitness podcast. Please subscribe and leave a five-star rating if you have the time. That makes a really big difference. If you have questions, you want details, DM us on Instagram at feelstrongfit. There's more information on the website at feelstrong.me. We value effectiveness, individualization, and empathy. See what it's like to have an expert in the field really listen, hear what you need, and build you the perfect program to get you where you want to go. Today is the perfect time to get started. Reach out.